readers, welcome to Your Bookstore Besties. We're your hosts, Rachel and Becky, best friends who met while working at an indie bookstore. We love chatting about all things books, and we're so happy that you joined today. Hi, guys. Welcome back to the podcast. I'm Becky, and that cute voice is Rachel. (laughs) Hi. Hi. So, Rachel, what's your fun fact today? Um, So, my fun fact is Becky's going to be totally surprised we didn't just uh, (laughs) talk about this. So, my fun fact is I hate coffee. Um, That was Um, a very unfun fact, I think. I'm sorry. Wait, two seconds ago you said it was a fun fact, so I'm no, feeling I said, rather like, betrayed. It's something that you can say, yes, but I think it's <laughs> unfun that you don't like coffee. Like I have a distrust of people who don't like coffee. I mean, honestly, it makes me just a better person because I don't have to depend on the caffeine. You okay, know, humble brag. All right. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I just don't like the taste. Um, if I could depend on something to get me up in the morning, I would absolutely depend on it. Uh, but. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't like coffee, don't like the taste. Um, the most I'll do is like a frappuccino, which is like coffee flavored a yeah. little bit. But yeah, those are like milkshakes. If it has too much coffee in it, no thank you. So oh, that's wow, it. That's wow. my fun fact. Rachel's a hater. She's a hater. All right, my fun fact is really wild. So I have something called synesthesia. Have we talked about this, Rachel? Yes. Okay, so for you viewers who don't know what that is, basically people with synesthesia – uh usually will mix up their senses for some reason and like i've heard that like kanye can see sounds like i don't know how true that is also i don't know why i brought up kanye because he's canceled but (laughs) some people can also like taste words or i don't know just like weird things like that but my synesthesia manifests in two ways and one is that i feel sounds in my body um specifically like loud ones or like really shocking ones so like when my husband sneezes i'll like feel it in my hands um it's like the lamest superpower and also it also manifests as um like if i'm about to go to bed and like the lights are out and i've closed my eyes and i'm super relaxed and i hear a noise uh it'll flash across my vision as like a pattern of some sort so it's like i'm seeing the sounds that i'm hearing and my brain is translating it as a visual way so that's That's my fun fact yeah i mean like i wish i had a cooler version like i think it'd be cool to taste words but or actually would that be accosting all the time i don't know i'd have to think about it that might be that might get old pretty fast. I don't know. Yeah, could. Yeah. All right. So in this episode, we're going to be talking all about adaptations, which is uh, something we talked about in on earlier episode in our classics episode. We talked about our favorite classics that became movies and TV shows and, and things like that. So we're doing more of a deep dive in this episode mm-hmm. and. As usual, Rachel and I prepared in two very different ways. So <laughs> we'll see episode goes yeah in typical fashion which i think it keeps everything exciting you know becky becky did a a thorough examination of a couple titles and i did a quick fire like 15 to 20 uh ones that i like (laughs) or want to see or Mm -hmm. want to read um Mm -hmm. and i did organize my list from when i was a kid and now a little bit oh wow um Okay. So I would say most of the ones that I would say are my favorites, I read as a kid, actually. Oh, okay. So okay. As, as a youngin, which, so briefly, I do want to talk about how important adaptations are for me because, mm-hmm. you know, we were talking about your like synesthesia and you like you're very in touch with your senses. Me, mm-hmm. when I'm reading, I like don't visualize at all. Like I'm almost incapable mm-hmm. of visualizing. So when they're like, oh, he was wearing a red cloak and had brown hair. I just like 
I'm like, okay, fine. And I can like <laughs> see it in my head a little bit as like, oh, it's a man with brown hair. But like yeah, if yeah. they're describing his eyes and his build and it, the, oh, yeah. like, I, it's literally just like a stick figure to me in my head, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. So I know there's a lot of people who can completely visualize a scene in their mind and like, oh, well, the curtains were purple and this and that. Like, I can't do that. I just go straight past it um, hmm. because I can't, I can't visualize it. So I guess I never thought about it. Now, well, I, now, I, now you got good, me thinking about how I read. There's a test. There's a test that you can take and I forget what it's called, but it's like how how specific things are in your mind. So I think it's like, think of an apple right now. Like mm-hmm. picture an apple in your head. Was it like the Apple logo where it's just like an outline of an apple? Was it an Apple emoji? W- or no, was it like a, a photo a photorealistic? Yeah. Was there a color? Was there a shape? Was there a mm-hmm. uh was it bruised? Was it ripe? You know, there's like all these things you can test. Oh, I can't yeah. do that very well. So oh, interesting. Okay. when I read, that's why I love adaptations because it brings to life what everyone else can probably see that I can't. Oh, that's super so, interesting. So as a kid, I maybe not on purpose, but I watched and read or did all that adaptation stuff, you know? Yeah, yeah. So um, okay. one of the first ones I put down was Because of Winn-Dixie. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> Do you know that book? Um, I did. I remember reading the book in middle school, but I did not see the movie. Well, the movie had um, that famous actor. <laughs> Is it Sophia Anna Sophia Rob? Maybe yes. Where did yes, you okay. pick out? Where did you pick that out from? No, I, yeah. I used to watch trailers when I was really young. I loved watching trailers, so I like can usually. No, you're very correct. Them. It was Anna Sophia Rob L Fanning. Mm-hmm. Um, it's about a dog. Um, that book was oh Katie Camillo. Yeah, Katie Camillo. So that that was a book I read and then watched the movie. Loved that movie. Mm-hmm watched it several times as a kid also in the same vein and i think this is also anna sophia rob uh mm-hmm. bridget terabithia oh my heart oh <laughs> i know i know oh. well we had to read bridget terabithia in school which is mm-hmm. criminal yeah i yeah i think we did too that movie was really good that was a good movie though yeah yeah i i think we might have watched the movie after we read it too mm-hmm. which okay school Another one I've mentioned before, Matilda. It's like one of my mm-hmm. all-time favorites. Yeah. And not only Matilda, but like most of Raw Dahl's books have been adapted because you have James and the Giant Peach, which I've never yeah. read or seen. But like ones I did read and see like The Witches mm-hmm. where um, I think it's Angelica Houston and she turns the little boy into a mouse because mm-hmm. it's like mm-hmm. a witch convention at a hotel. Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, which is like has been adapted multiple times, but mm-hmm. like the best one is obviously the one with Gene Wilder. Okay, now have any of these you really read or so far has it been kind of like, I don't know what Rachel's talking about. Yeah, no, about. I, I definitely read Because of Winn-Dixie and I don't think I ever read Matilda, to Matilda. be honest. I don't think I did. <gasps> Terrible. Um, well, this next one you definitely would have at least seen. Mm-hmm. Uh, Princess Diaries. Okay, that's on my list. Can really? we talk about it? Can we please yeah. talk about it? Okay, yeah. so I actually think that the movie is better than the book. I so much agree with you. Yes, I agree with you 100%. And, and 
for our boomers listening, um, if you don't know what Princess Diaries is, uh, it's about a girl named Mia who finds out she's a princess of a tiny European country and like everything that ensues after that information. So what I love about the movie is like, one, it's super vibey, like early 2000s fashion. Hello. So good. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, but the book in the book, the grandma is a horrible person and she's like not loving. She doesn't love Mia at all. Um, and in the book, yeah. my dad is still alive. And one of the reasons I love the movie is because the layer of her dad's death and her grieving him and the letter that he writes her after he dies mm-hmm. is just such a lovely element of her coming into her, you know, uh, you know, her princessness. <laughs> so her princesshood, uh, her princesshoodness. <laughs> but I, yeah, I think that's an excellent movie. And then the book was not that great. <laughs> I love the movie for a lot of reasons, but Julie Andrews is oh, one of yeah. my favorites. And yeah. Anne Hathaway is one of my favorites. And both of them in the movie are just so good together. And also, I would like to say the second movie, which I don't know. I So Princess Diaries is a series. I know that. Mm-hmm. I don't know if the, the second movie coincides with any of the books in the series following I, that. I doubt it, but yeah. <laughs> but the but with um, Chris Pine mm-hmm. as like an enemies to lovers kind of like. like yeah, was that good. where I got my enemies to lovers? Like. <laughs> A trope obsession yeah was that the movie it could have been that's good it was good good it cinema. was such a good movie yeah anyways i could talk about princess Diaries for a whole podcast episode i will refrain but <laughs> we are in agreement about mm-hmm. book to movie adaptation there yes i have another one from when i was a kid and another one from when i was a teen okay so the last one from when i was a kid is holes oh i should have put that on my list that's so good <laughs> yeah i I love so I don't remember reading the book and like having sort of strong feelings to it but when I saw it adapted I was like yes like yeah. I I get the story you have um you know Shia LaBeouf mm-hmm. um who was the the girl Patricia Arquette as a mm-hmm. the flashback girl yep yep I don't remember her name I can't and remember then you have uh, Sigourney Weaver as as like <laughs> as the bad lady the, the, the bad villain. lady from the, yeah it's just so it's so quotable too. Like me and my siblings will be like, I'm tired of digging grandpa. That's too damn bad. It's yeah. so good. <laughs> it's it's very that came out in two thousand three. That movie is twenty years old, Becky. Stop. Don't do this to me. <laughs> Anyways, so it's by Louis Sakar. The movie I think is better than the book, but it's also an iconic movie. There's just so many like the flashbacks with the the onion guy. Oh my gosh, yeah. He goes, oh I my can, god. I can fix that. I can fix that. It's <laughs> such a good movie. So good. Yeah. Um so that's the last one from my childhood. Those are those are my childhood faves, if you could call oh. them. Oh. Well, if we're gonna talk about child, I'll I'll mention one of mine and then we can because I have a deep dive into it. But uh I have Lord of the Rings. Did you ever read Lord of the Rings? <gasps> okay, Becky, that is one I wanted to talk about later for a different reason. But Okay. Well, yeah. Should we do it I now? Yeah, I mean, so part of what I wanted to talk about after I talk about my favorite adaptations is one that I ones that I want to either read or see. Oh, okay. Wait, you haven't so- seen them? Okay, no, I have seen them. I haven't oh, read okay, them. Okay, okay. I got like really upset for a second. <laughs> That's fine. No, I'm glad that you saw them. <laughs> no, no, I have seen them, but I want I want to read at least The Fellowship of the Ring. Yeah, um, yeah. Yeah. So tell me about Lord of the Rings. So I I think that book-wise, it's incredible fantasy. Um, they're books that my dad read to us before they were even movies. The But the movies like are incredible by themselves. Like, yeah, and some, they did change a few things, but like I'm not mad about it. Like, for instance, in the movie, there is a female – 
elf named Arwen and um, she plays a major role in the movie and she like helps Frodo gets him across the river Uh, there's like that epic scene from the movie but in the books she's either a a passing character or like it's been so long or she's only she's like mentioned and she's like doesn't have a big role but I love that they took her and made her like a, a major character because I think that the story is very masculine and there's nothing wrong with that but there's just like not a lot of female representation in the books by like by making her more of an active role I think it really added a dynamic to the to the story that it really needed. And they took out like this weird section. Like I want to say it was either a chapter or two chapters where uh, during their, you know, their walk to, to mortar, they meet this dude named Tom Bombadil. And like, I remember like when my dad was reading this to us and I was just like zoning out. Cause it was a super boring section, like really long. And it's, like, I remember it's Drew talks about Tom Bombadil, like yes, frequently. Yes. And I I've never gotten the, the like, the why of it yeah so like this dude they like stop and they see him on the journey and he's like immune to the ring's power but like he won't help them or anything so they it's like it's a very pointless scene but they took that out but i i think that the music in the the movies are amazing i think it's excellent cinema like where they shot the actors are great like i think this is excellent like book to movie adaptation i think many people would agree with you too i don't think there's anyone out there that's like yeah lord of the rings sucks as a <laughs> the movie books were better the books were better <laughs> i mean th- there's definitely people who would say that but i don't think anyone would agree that it was a bad adaptation you know? yeah yeah mm-hmm. okay well just moving on i only have three left okay, um I feel like a lot of readers hopefully will agree with this next uh point but there was a book that came out when i was a preteen. Mm-hmm. And the movies came out as I was becoming a teenager that shaped my life and reading. Um, and that's The Hunger Games. Mm, so good. Which, yeah. as an adaptation, is probably one of the best. Like, there's certain things that they didn't focus on, mm-hmm. but they were minor compared to how well they did the big things. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like without mm-hmm. saying too much about the the endings and mm-hmm. the, the the second and third movie. Yeah. But like I I want to rewatch the movies because they so captured the feeling that I had when I was reading the books because I read the books I think in the course of 2 days. Same. I stayed up super yeah. late reading the first one yeah. and then I immediately wanted the second one and I didn't have it so I went to Barnes and Noble the next morning after staying up. I think I like asked my parents to go get it for me or like bring me there because I was too young to drive um, to get two and three. I just think the adaptation is almost perfect. Like the the series of movies as well. Yeah. yeah. I think it was Mockingjay made into two movies. Am I misremembering oh, that? Yes, I think so. That sounds I'm right. almost positive it was. That but, was really popular to do at the time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, because that was around, so Mockingjay Part 1 came out in 2014. Yeah, Deathly Hallows did it four years earlier with the Part 1 and Part 2. But I I think it's probably, if I had to pick one on this list that has impacted me the most, it would, as both a book and a movie, it would mm-hmm. be that one. Yeah, that's a that's a really great point. I mean, I remember my my little brother was like, you're going to love these. And I came home from college and like on Thanksgiving break and I read them in two days, all, the, all three. Um, just like it really changed the game, I think, for dystopian novels. And I think I talked about this in a former episode, but mm-hmm. uh, I think it really changed the entire dystopian book scene. Um, but yeah, the movies are incredible. Uh, shout out to my little brother, Daniel. He, when these came out, when the first movie came out, he went to the theater 13 times and saw 
one for every district. So, oh my gosh, yes, yes, Daniel's an icon for that. Actually. He is absolutely an icon. Yeah, the most I've ever seen a single movie once was Harry Potter four, and I saw it eight times in theaters. <gasps> oh my gosh, that's a lot because it was my favorite book of the yeah. series. Yeah, and I don't know, it's very dramatic and dark and gritty, and I was Definitely. obsessed with it. I think I was in like fourth grade. Anyways. All right. What's your next one, Becky? Um, so did you ever read Shadow and Bone by Lee Bardugo? Oh, my gosh. That is also on my list. <gasps> so did you read it? Or is that yeah. a you read? Okay, you did. Okay. Did you I read, watch? I read Shadow and Bone 1, 2, 3. Mm-hmm. So I, I shouldn't say that. I read Shadow and Bone. I read Siege and Storm. And I read Ruin and Rising. Those are mm-hmm. the three. And then I read... I read um, Six of Crows, but mm-hmm. I haven't read this Crooked Kingdom. Ooh. So I've been putting off finishing oh, the show. That means, that means you've been on a cliffhanger between Six of Crows and whatever the second one is, because that like ends on a crazy cliffhanger. <laughs> I I I I know I'm bad with finishing series, but I really do enjoy it. And that was one of the final two I had. So let's talk about it. <laughs> so um, I think these. Um, so if, if you don't know. Um, Shadow and Bone is kind of, there's a great book series set in kind of this Russian type fantasy world, kind of steampunk, um, where there are some people who are born with magical abilities. And you know, if they have a magical ability, they are forced to fight in the king's army. They've basically been at war with this one country. I can't even remember the name of it. Um, for like I'm, years. I'm bad with names. Um, yeah. <laughs> and um, it's not Revka, is it? I think that's the country they're in. Mm, okay. Yeah. I'm bad to ask um, then. But uh, yeah, the series is the series is great. It's like classic young adult fantasy, really fun. Um, yeah, it and then the, the TV series that's on Netflix. I just have season one. Season two is coming out in March. Oh, we are in March. Wow. <laughs> so that's coming Happy out in March. Month. Happy <laughs> March. Um, but the series is really great because they did something really expected and they mixed up her expanded universe. So Six of Crows, which takes place after um, the first three books. And it's like different characters from that world. Um, She took those characters and dropped them into the first book and made it into season one. And it's like not actually in the first book, but I thought they did it really well by introducing these characters and it kind of really seamlessly mixed with the main story from the first book. Um, Mm -hmm. I thought they did a really good job of that. Another thing that I really liked is that they made the main character Alina biracial and they specifically start off by saying that the people that they fight they're kind of an Asian country so she is basically half of you know the people that they're fighting so she experiences some racism because of that and I thought that was like just like another layer to her character that I thought was really interesting for the TV show and um, I also thought that the character who played the Darkling was super hot so that was awesome. Ben Barnes from Prince Caspian fame. Ben Barnes is super hot um, and they made a character that I hated from the books. They made him a, a lot more likable, which I really like. So I thought this was an excellent adaptation. Yeah. I mean, it was on my list as well. Um, I, I'm i very impressed with the adaptation because to me, I thought it would fail. And here's why. Mm. Because there's so many adaptations that have been made from YA books of that yeah. time period mm-hmm. that have gotten or ended badly or didn't ever get made like in my mind i'm thinking of like percy jackson which everyone hated and um divergent which the way it ended everyone hated which don't tell me how it ends i haven't finished it okay um anyways (laughs) (laughs) but like the books of that time period it's so hard to live up to what the fans want and all of that while also being popular for people who have never read the books right yeah Mm -hmm. 
So, but I think they did a really good job. And I actually watched so David and I haven't finished it, but I watched the first half of it with David and he really enjoyed oh. it. Oh, yeah. Um, so yeah, I think they did a really good job with that one. And I can't wait for the second season, even yeah. though I'm not caught up. Uh should probably get on that. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, well, let me just hit you with my last one. Sure. Mm-hmm. And this is the most recent one. Um, I actually read this book for the store, and um, it's No Exit by Taylor Adams. Mm-hmm. This is a book I remember telling Becky when I picked it, yep. because when I picked it, you were still working there. Yep. I said, mm-hmm. you should not read this book. And yep. she said, okay, <laughs> um, because this book is about um, a girl who gets, I think, a message that her mom's like, gonna die she's in the hospital she needs to get there immediately and she goes out and she's driving in a snowstorm she's on mountain roads and uh the roads close and she has to like it's a snowstorm so she has to pull over at the nearest like service gas station um to to stay overnight because it's it's too dangerous and the roads are closed and she gets there and there's this cast of characters there and uh no one really knows each other and everyone's like just talking and she goes out to make a phone call and to get cell reception and she passes by one of the people's car inside and she sees a little girl who's (gasps) been kidnapped in the car um and so she has to go back in she has to pretend like she didn't see anything but also try to figure out who it is it's very suspenseful that was a, a hulu show it was a hulu movie yeah oh a movie okay yeah so i thought they did a really good job the adaptation was very similar to the book i think they stayed mm-hmm. really true to the uh the source material mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. that's the most recent one that i've read and really enjoyed so that's mm-hmm. that's the last one on my list that i've read and seen read the book and seen the movie <laughs> well i have three more um the All next right, one that i really loved was crazy rich Asians. so i saw oh. the movie first and then I read the book. Um, so if you don't know, it's about a woman named Rachel whose boyfriend invites her to Singapore with his family to go to his friend's wedding. Uh, but Rachel doesn't know that they're like crazy rich. <laughs> so they're like surprisingly like opulently wealthy. Um, and the family doesn't approve because she's American, even though she is Chinese. Uh, but she's not the right kind of Asian for them. Um, not the right socioeconomic status as well. Um, the book was great. Um, like it obviously goes way more in depth about the side characters, which of course, you know, more in depth is always like better to a story, but I really love the movie. I think that even more than the book, really, it's a gorgeous movie. It's funny. I mean, Aquafina is a scene stealer. So, and like her character from the book is just like very different. Not as, not as awesome as she is as the, uh, you know, the Aquafina from the movie. Yeah. Um, But it's, it's, it's very different, but I think alone the movie was better. Just really beautiful movie to watch. So what did you think? Did you see the movie? I love the movie. It mm-hmm. is so good. I wanted to read the book after I saw the movie. I just never got around to it. But there's so many iconic scenes in that movie. Like the wedding scene is probably yeah. one of the most talked about scenes from that movie. Mm-hmm. But um, it's hard to watch because the, the characters treat her very badly. And as a, yeah. as a Rachel myself, I take that personally. Yeah. Yes, you should. But I agree with that one. What's your next one? Um, so then I decided to choose some awful adaptations oh yeah let's get into <laughs> so, the bad one i have two that i picked and i i'm pretty sure i mentioned this before but ella enchanted the movie yeah which i think you liked it if i remember we talked about well yeah but here's the thing i read ella enchanted when i was much younger and when the movie came out i was older mm-hmm. so like i liked that they focus on the romance part of it which the book doesn't mm-hmm. you know what i mean yeah so. 
don't yeah, like El- it. <laughs> El Enchanted's like a kind of a retelling, if you will, or another the cheesy, adaptation. The cheesy of music Cinderella. is kind of yeah. Is a so much too. they like have singing and dancing like elves and giants and <laughs> it makes me really angry to think about <laughs> um, it's yeah crazy. it's like really the only thing that it shares in common with the book is the plot that ella is cursed to do whatever someone says and that is where this book and the movie diverges yeah so like in in the book ella is like a really smart girl who like teaches herself languages and like outwits ogres and her evil stepsisters and stepmother but like in you know the movie which is it's anne hathaway so obviously we love it we love her you know like it's a fine movie by itself like I could see if I had not read the book, probably enjoying the movie. We know when it came out as a teenager, but because I love, love, love Ellen Enchanted, I was just, I left feeling very angry. So that's my feelings about that. Didn't like that one, huh? No. All right. And then um, in 2003, there was a uh, MTV version of Wuthering Heights that came out oh, with no. um, like Catherine Heigl in it. And it was just like over dramatic teenagers and it wasn't even like set in the 1800s like the movie is or sorry like the book is it's like set in modern day 2003 so it's just like automatically like not as fun (laughs) so uh, i just remember like watching it in college and just being like what is going on like they used a really crappy camera to shoot it like it's very like made for television in 2003 for mtv I love my 1800s books, so which I decided I wasn't going to talk about Pride and Prejudice this episode. So I'm so proud of you because <laughs> I, I was fully expecting it. Yeah, I was like, nope, not going to do it. The world I purposely is didn't put it on mine because I was like, Becky's going to talk about it. Yep, definitely not going to talk about it. Uh, the only bad one I can think about is well, not truly bad. Um, is Girl on the Train by Paula Hawkins, which was adapted. Oh, and had, like, I never Emily saw the Blunt. movie. Yeah, it was just kind of, eh, you know, forgettable. Yeah. Not great, but that's the I- only bad one i have my story about that book is so i went to india for three weeks and um i read that book while i was there and it was like my one connection to even though it's like set in england but it was like my connection to like the the western world was reading that and i think i looked upon it more favorably than it actually was because i was feeling really isolated so anyways (laughs) oh yeah so let's just do kind of a rapid fire like books or movies of books that we really want to see okay so the newest one this one just came out Mm -hmm. um i want to read cabin at the end of the world by paul tremblay which was just adapted into a movie called knock at the cabin by Mm -hmm. m night Shyamalan. oh i used to work with a guy who is uh work really closely with m night Shyamalan. he's been posting on instagram it's like his behind the scenes stuff so oh wow yeah yeah pretty cool that's a that's a flex for yeah. him <laughs> for sure yeah. um but yeah the the book's been sold out because the you know it was released mm-hmm. as a movie um so i really want to see that one mm-hmm. um lord of the rings i already mentioned i've seen it but i want to read it mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so um that's one and a third one for now little women i loved the version from a couple years ago mm-hmm. with like timothy chalamet yeah, and yeah. saoirse ronan mm-hmm. uh i have never read the book you know i haven't read it either <gasps> yeah should we buddy read <laughs> little women sometime this year oh that's a good idea that's a good I idea i kind of want to do yeah. that yeah and maybe maybe, maybe that's one we could have our, our audience read too huh we should plan for that we'll think about it yeah i'll have to think about timeline yeah but that. that movie was so great my dad yeah. loved it my mom loved it like everyone mm-hmm. i've talked to loves it so yeah that is a good movie how about you? 
Um, I really want to read and then see The Color Purple. Mm, um, never never saw it, but um, it's supposed to be a classic. And um, last episode, I was talking about how I was two chapters away and their eyes were watching God. Um, and I finished it. And it had a plot twist that I did not see coming. Um, but there's a movie that came out in, I think, the late 90s or early 2000s with Halle Berry in it. And I'd love to see that um, okay. just to see how similar they are. Um, I know we talked about in our graphic novel um, episode, like books that we wanted to read. And um, I saw the movie Persepolis when I was younger. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'd really love to read the book to see how different that is. Um, Neil Gaiman wrote a book called Stardust. And I saw the movie and I loved the movie. Um, I know that. So movie. I would. Yeah, it's a really good movie. Um, recent? It probably it was probably came out in like 2010, maybe 2009. Hmm, um, okay. But it's it's pretty good. It's really funny. Um, so I'd love to see if the book is as good as the movie. Coming in um, November, speaking of Hunger Games, is The Ballad of Songbird and Snakes by Susan Ooh, Collins. So I have to read that one. I've read <laughs> the book and very looking forward to um, that movie. So those are just some of my incredible thoughts. Um, some other ones I have, just mm-hmm. a couple more. I would love to read Outlander because I saw the first Whoa. season of the show. Yeah, yeah and I've seen one. I'm not going to read the whole series. It's too long. But it's just long. to read the first book, I yeah. own it. So it would not be a stretch. Call Me By Your Name, another mm. Timothy Chalamet movie that I've seen uh, but have not read. And I've heard good things about the source material. Mm-hmm. Um, Game of Thrones is an obvious one for me, but I'm waiting until it's finished or at least. It's not going to be finished, girl. <laughs> Yeah, that gives me an excuse to not read it. <laughs> Don't spoil my plans. <laughs> this is the plan all along. Uh-huh. I I say I'll read a eight book series when it's finished, and if it never gets finished, oh well, you know. Oh well, oops. Snowpiercer, which is a very random one that oh. I don't think anyone will. Oh, yeah, you. I I watched the movie and I I enjoyed it. Andreas hated it, so. So I I want to see the movie because it's by um Bung Joon Ho, which mm-hmm. who did a uh, Parasite, which I yeah. love, uh, and the movie has like Chris Evans in it, I think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's a French graphic novel, so I'm having a oh. hard time figuring out like huh. how to read the source material. Oh. Huh. <laughs> And then the last one, and this has been on my list shamefully for like mm, probably when did the movie come out? Two thousand six? No, two thousand seven. Um, Atonement with Kira Knightley, mm, yeah, and um, James McAvoy. Really pretty. Uh, the books by um, McEwen, Ian McEwen. Mm-hmm. Um, I so I watched that movie in two thousand seven when it came out. It was my first rated R movie. I was too. I was <gasps> too young. I was too young. <laughs> my father took me, but. It was pretty tame for rated R, to be honest, but mm-hmm. wanted to read the book ever since because mm-hmm. the movie like enraptured me. Mm-hmm. Like it was just amazing. So those that's my list of ones that I want to want to see or get to. Yeah, actually, guys, let us know in our Instagram uh, post if you, what your favorite adaptations are and what you want to see or what you want to read. We'd love to hear your thoughts on that. But now we're going to transition because we're going to bring back. A fan favorite, and by fan favorite, I mean me. <laughs> Rachel's, <laughs> we're the fans. We, we enjoyed it, so we were a fan of it. So yeah, we're so doing it in again. that sense. A fan favorite. We are doing our reading challenge for each other, where we present the other person with three books, and they have to pick one, and then they have to read it within a month, and then we will discuss in a month. 
So. Yeah. Yeah, I'm pretty so excited. So last time, for those who didn't see that episode, um, I chose uh, Recipes for Persuasion that Becky told me to read. Mm-hmm. And uh, Becky chose from my list Project Hail Mary. Yes. So I think it was a pretty successful first run. So we're going to yeah. give it another try. See Fun quick fluke. fact. My, my grandmother texted me. Um, actually, she she texted me to my email. So uh, I just got an an email from a text that was like, it said, I'm looking for something I can't put down. And I was like, it was kind of creepy because it didn't say who it was from. So I like reverse engineered the phone number into my text messages and saw that it was my grandmother. <laughs> so I, uh, I recommended Project Hail Mary and she like read it in two days and she loved it. So oh my gosh, you're so welcome, yeah. Becky's grandma. Yes. I hope, yes. I hope you like my other recommendations too. Uh, all right. What you got for me, Rachel? What are the three books? All right. So I think last time you gave me the options first. So this time I'll go first. Yeah. I think that's fair. Okay. So I'm bringing back one of the picks from last time. Mm-hmm. I'm going to I'm gonna put it there up for grabs a second time. Okay. Not that it means that I really want you to read it, just because I thought it was a good recommendation, which is Scythe mm-hmm. uh, by Neil Schusterman. I explained what it was briefly last time, but I think it's because Becky loves Red Rising that she would love Scythe. I love Red Rising, yeah. Um, young adult. It's like young adult dystopian. Young adult dystopian. It's in a world where there's no famine or war and the population is was getting out of control. So they basically started this program where there were people uh, in the government who had the jobs of like merciful, mercifully killing people. Mercifully is the mm-hmm. word I'm looking for. Mercifully killing people off to uh, control the population, and it's super creepy, super good, and it's a series. Mm-hmm. The second one is The Last Flight by Julie Clark, Ooh. which I know Becky hasn't read because I did snooping, and I think Becky would like it because she likes thrillers that are like more missing persons, mm-hmm. um, less like super violent. Yes. Um. So like the disappearing act came to mind by Catherine mm-hmm. Sedman because I know you like that book. So I yep. feel like this might be similar. Okay. Um. It's basically Gone Girl. Uh. Basically, there's two women and they meet by chance in an airport, and both of them are running from something. And you learn more about what they're running from. One of them is running from a bad marriage. Another one is running from something else. I won't say. And um, they make a last minute decision in the airport to switch tickets. And uh, one of them takes their the other flight and vice versa. But when one of the plane go- planes crashes or goes down, there's something sinister afoot. So, <gasps> so that one's a good, nice little mm-hmm. thriller. Um, and the third one is um, The Heart Principle by Helen Huang. Because <gasps> oh I know Becky has read... Um, the kiss quotient and I know Becky has read the bride test but Becky has not picked up the third one so I and Becky gave the first two four stars so I thought that was a pretty safe pick yeah Um, and I think I picked good ones because I think all of them yeah I I absolutely want to read every single one of these (laughs) (laughs) these are good picks Ah, I don't know okay you don't have to decide right now give me yours first give me yours for me I'm gonna pray about it okay um all right so the first book that I'm suggesting is Love and Saffron by uh, Kim Fay. It's okay. a historical fiction book. It's uh, a series. It's really short, too. So it's a series of letters um, between two women from – it's set in the 1950s, so it's a historical fiction. And they're from different t- walks of life. Like one is in her 20s. The other one's like in her 50s or 60s. And they're in different parts of the country. 
And they're basically uh, one girl, one of the young girl is writing a letter because the older woman has kind of this column from where she lives, like a like a little lifestyle column. And so the younger woman sends her some saffron um, that she found like in a market. And this friendship just blossoms. And I, it's like such a beautiful story. I laughed. I cried. Like, I really think that you would like it. It's a little bit different from the stuff you usually read, but okay. I'd love for you to like you know, try something else. Cause I, I gave this book, it was my first five star read of last year. I thought it was oh, awesome. Okay. Yes. Love and saffron. And then I know you have this book, but you haven't read it, but daughter of the moon goddess by Sulin Tan. Ooh. Okay. Yes. And um, then my third choice for you is a book called incendiary by Zoraida Cordova. It's one of my favorite young adult um, novels. And so basically it's kind of like a, the, the fantasy, it's a fantasy world that they live in. That's kind of based on like Spain. So the characters all have like Spanish names or they're like Spanish words throughout, which I love, obviously love that. But there are characters who have powers and, um, they don't, you know, the king doesn't like that. So anytime that people have powers, like he takes them away and tries to kill them. But this main character, Renata, she has this power um, where she can steal memories from people's just by like touching them. And she steals them. And then she has a memory of that. And she realizes that something happened in her past that she can't remember. And she's trying to piece together um, what happened to her in her past, as well as try to uh free one of the the leaders of the rebellion who was was taken early on in the book but it's one of my favorite young adult novels like i think it's excellent excellent storytelling and i did a really crappy job of explaining it so (laughs) well i've been pulling them up on on uh goodreads as you were talking (laughs) okay well okay it's your turn to pick first because i need a moment okay um i think i'm gonna do scythe by neil schusterman yes because is that the one that you were thinking of picking last time and didn't i was between that one and and project hell mary so um but yes i've been wanting to read that one since since you said since you like suggested to me i've been kind of thinking about it in the back of my mind okay i think i'm gonna choose scythe see you mentioned that there was one that you had thought about that i said last i was like oh can we can we choose other ones and you're like yeah sure so i was like i know it's scythe so i'll just give it to her again (laughs) but i do want to read all these these are really great suggestions rachel well i mean the heart principle is probably one you would have gotten to eventually anyway Mm -hmm. yeah um last flight was the only one i wasn't sure about but no i definitely i remember you telling me about it when you picked it as a staff pick so okay my turn Mm -hmm. all right i'm kind of stuck between two of them Mm mm-hmm but I'm going to pick one just because I own it. Daughter of the Moon Goddess. Yeah, I'm going to pick Daughter of the Moon Goddess. <laughs> I bought really it good. in September when I was in my on my UK trip. Mm-hmm. So um, I have a really cute edition of it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's been on my list for a while. Heart of the Sun Warrior just came out mm-hmm. recently. The sequel, uh, yeah. Incendiary, I almost did pick, though. So I'm still going to add that to my to yeah. be read. But yeah. Um, I think I'm going to go with Daughter of the Moon Goddess. Oh, I can't wait to hear what you think of that. Oh, my gosh. This is very exciting. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we've gone really long. <laughs> Just realized the time. Yeah, a little bit. But we're very passionate, you know. We are. We are. Well, thank you guys so much for listening. We love you guys. Like, comment, subscribe, do all the things. <laughs> yeah. Thanks for listening. Bye, guys. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast. You can find us on Instagram at your bookstore besties. Please like, share, and subscribe so more people can listen. Have a beautifully bookish day.